indecisiveness. I'm still trying to resolve an inner conflict in which I can't quite come to a clear conclusion as to the fact that I might just be indecisive. Or not. The manster, trademark, that's a combination of man and monster. Not always in equal proportion, and I just trademarked it. Legally binding, that is. Anyway, the manster we speak of today absolutely did not, never had, and likely would never have had the weighty albatross of indecisiveness shackled with regrets to his own truncation. This fucker believed in what he was doing, while not steadfastly believing that he needed any particular belief to back his methodical ultraviolence. His road trips were to all points of the country, all the while not having nor needing any point specificity. Only quiet, empty, efficient ambiance of absolute complacency. His why not reasoning would have been suited far better screen printed on expensive Egyptian cotton v-neck shirts than his mission statement chronicled forever in the dark corners of the justice system's lost warehouse of the never concluded. Etched deep within the annals of human history, only to resurface on occasion for idiot podcasts to poorly prepare their own treatment, where most of the pertinent facts are glossed over with blasé diatribes about the futility and lamented woes of the permanent loss of the Taco Bell Mexican pizza. Now, some will assert that he was possibly the be-all-end-all genius calculator killer, but I posit an option B, that this infallible taker of life became so lax and cocky with his indulgence that he became what the rest eventually all become as well. A footnote. I still can't decide. But the dawn is breaking, it's early morning. The taxi's waiting, he's blown his horn. I'm already so lonesome I could cry. So kiss me and smile for me and tell me. I know. I know you are fluent. What language is that? <laughs> You're fluent in butt trumpet. <laughs> Man. The Barrios household. I'm proud of it. So, welcome to another <laughs> Outlawed by the Geneva Convention pork fart. Episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. Port, port, port. <laughs> Along with the UFOs, the conspiracies, and the moiders. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hello, once again, from our quaint little town in an even quainter little city, in a quaint little state, in the quaintest of quaint little countries. Of Uruguay. Is that where we are? <laughs> yes, I got him. Zing. Terrible. I'm gonna have to cut that out, but I yeah, got him. It doesn't. It doesn't work if they can't hear it. But I got him good. Just no. Got him good, guys. He zinged me. I zinged him good. <laughs> so, what brings us all here? What gathers us even on this occasion of occasions? Being Friday night. It's Friday. Is it Friday? Saturday. It's 
Friday. Mm, man. I lose track. How the days seem to melt into one another when you don't sleep because of babies. Mm. Babies? I didn't sleep because of Mardi Gras. And most people don't sleep because of Mardi Gras and Clash 3 Narcotics. Well, there wasn't any of those that I remember. Nope. Second class for you. You get get the second one. Yeah, I just don't remember. Uh, hmm? Oh, down in New Orleans where the blues was born. Is it? That's what the song says. Takes a cool cat to blow the horn. Oh, yeah. yeah, A horn. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Something, 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 Mardi Gras Street, Mambo Beat, the Mardi Gras Mambo. And then repeat. Second verse, same as the first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. And repeat. <clears throat> That's the only Mardi Gras song I can remember. Uh, so. I'm sorry, I'll be done with my crinkle in a second. <laughs> crinkle on, sir. I need these chips so bad. Crinkle on. She waited till we were recording to crinkle chips. Yeah, well. Delicious. Delicious. Are they spicy enough for you? Mm-hmm. Silly hucker. So, on today's episode of the show that we've been introducing for quite some time now. Indeed. In which you can email us at snhandsnpod at gmail.com. Tell us about it. That's right. Tell us about your New Orleans Mardi Gras memories. Or lack thereof. Just tell us how many days you lost when you were here. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I hear a lot of that around... Doesn't even have to be during Mardi Gras. It'll still happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, a friend of mine uh, who, who uh, I know from the YouTube stuff is uh, is an older guy, maybe early seventies, uh-huh. and uh, he's told me maybe two or three times about uh, when he was in his forties and he came here for a visit, and he completely lost three days to the point where he went out drinking one day, and then when he got back to the hotel that night, they had they asked him to step behind the counter to speak to him after he said, why can't I get in my room? And they said, uh, because we thought you left. You haven't been here for three days. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he's like, no, my stuff was there. They're like, yeah, it's not anymore. Oh, shit. Yeah. What do they do? Like, they just give it away, or? I think they just take it home. Give I it would, away, give it away now? I would just take it home. I'd be like, kids, we had another one. We had another one. Yeah, this guy just wore a bunch of flannel shirts, and, uh... He had like 20 bucks that he left on the nightstand and it was crusted in something. But we're used to that. Yeah. We gonna eat tonight. <clears throat> then they just start eating the flannel shirts. It's not good for your digestion. It is delicious though. Okay. If prepared correctly. Alright. Tonight's episode is based, not based on, because that means that I would change things to be infactual. It is a reiteration. Oh, yes, a retelling of Wikipedia. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man, the echo effect. It's going to sound good there. <laughs> Sorry. So, is uh, on Israel Keys. Um, Should be fun. Uh, you know, he is he's uh, a crazy fuck with a crazy story that not everybody knows that much about. Um, he was a very short-lived story when he lived mm. in our story. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. would be as why. As why? Mm-hmm. As why. Sounds like a... Our story begins 
Christopher. Oh, jeez. In 1978. And so it begins. That's right. The Afros were starting to deflate a little bit. They were. The wide flare bell-bottoms were getting a little bit more conservative. Rest in peace. The 80s were coming up, and the the 80s were all about Reagan. They were all about cocaine. Leg warmers and headbands. And they were all about looking your damnedest, you know? And neon. Yeah. And very short shorts. Man, neon short shorts. Just the ball game the on lots boom. of just so many dangles. There's there's a there's a there's a time in life when you're like, my balls don't fit in my pants no more. I'll make them shorter. Why not make them shorter? What are they gonna? I'm still wearing shorts. What are they gonna do? Arrest me? Not tied around the legs at all. No, it's where I keep my change. Oh my god. So, coin purse. Huh. He was born on January seventh, nineteen seventy eight. To Heidi Keys, that's not her original first name. Her original first name is Hackinson. Heidi Hackinson. Oh, I thought you meant Hackinson Keys. No. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Hackinson Keys. And John Jeffrey Keys. Okay. John Jeffrey Key. No. He was the second of ten. Second of ten. Jesus. Second of ten children born to a large Mormon family. Yeah. I don't know Gross. if there was a really large Mormon family. It'd be a large normal family, but a Mormon family, I'm not so sure. It's probably only medium-sized. Eh, I'm going to say you could do better. It's awful. They were Mormon expats from Torrance, which is not in Italy, as I first thought it was. It's, uh, Torrance is in California. Oh. Yes, it is. Uh, oh. It's right at the bottom left. Almost all the way down. Yeah, that's not where I was thinking at <clears throat> no. all. Uh, where Israel and his nine siblings were homeschooled because Mormon. <coughs> Cough. Yeah. Hmm? We're not going to let anybody else tell you anything else about the God we know and love. What? Why not? Because that would be unholy. But what if it doesn't involve him? Nope. Mormon. That was a trick question, Mom. Everything involves. Yeah. See, you can't go back on it. No, no, no. no, no. I've called the police. No, they are on their way with their Mormon blankets. That John Smith could never be wrong. One hole in it. Awful. That's how you do it when you're Mormon. Magic underwear. Yeah, of course. So when Keys was five, uh, the family just up and rejected Mormonism. I didn't know that was a thing you could do if you was a Mormon. Didn't either. <clears throat> it seems like uh, someone would get angry. Damn that, John Smith. Hmm. You know, I don't think he really wrote them tablets. No. <laughs> no, he didn't. All right, well, we're not Mormons anymore. But the alien that told him to go find them. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say that alien that told him to go fuck himself. That would be that would make for a much better story, I think. Mm -hmm. I would believe him a little bit better. Um, So they moved to an area near near Colville, Washington. Mm -hmm. They either were a coal mining town or a guy named Cole uh, is the one that founded it. So Colville, Washington, Uh, still homeschooled and now isolated from society, the Keys family lived in a one-room cabin. Located at Holy crap. Rocky Creek Road, where they lived without electricity or running water, and with ten kids and two adults. 
And 78. So the family attended services at a church called the Ark, which practiced white supremacist Christian identity ideology. Now, that intrigued me a bit, so I, I, I looked up uh, Christian identity. Uh, so, it, uh, it is as follows. An interpretation of Christianity which advocates the belief that only Celtic and Germanic peoples, such as the Anglo-Saxon, the Nordic nations, and or Aryan people, and people of kindred blood are the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and therefore the descendants of the ancient Israelites, not actual people from Israel. Do they know anything about genetics and historical anything? It's like, are they just <clears throat> making shit up? This next sentence is really telling. Independently practiced by individuals, independent congregations, and some prison gangs. It's, oh. it's not an organized religion, nor is it affiliated with specific Christian denominations. Clearly. And some prison gangs. And some prison gangs. Whenever you have to throw that in there, I think, you know, that's the telltale sign. I think you're on the right track to to getting that that sweet, sweet tax-free status. You're going to be safe here. (laughs) That's what it is. Oh, we will will sharpen some toothpicks and some some toothbrushes, even. Toothbrushes. On some concrete, and we will put them inside other people where there not used to be holes for them. Especially if they badmouth our version of God, yes. Man, God is good. Mm. <laughs> At what? We don't know yet. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, Keys later described the Ark as an Amish-like church environment. That's Amish-like? That doesn't really seem like they'd be that Amish-like. It really does. Uh, during this period of attending the Ark, the Keys family befriended the neighboring family of uh, Chivi Kehoe. Oh, Lord. Who uh, apparently was later convicted in 96 of a triple murder. That's what uh, that's what this says, hmm. and uh, I tell you what, Wikipedia loves telling me when serial killers meet each other. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. You know? to know. that's a that's a fun little trivia yeah. factoid. So uh, just real quick, uh, that guy uh, is an American white supremacist and convicted murderer. He's serving three consecutive life sentences for the kidnapping, torture, and murder of Will William Mueller and his family. His accomplice, Daniel Lewis Lee, was sentenced to death for the murders. He was executed in 2020. <clears throat> so, on to Lil' Keys becoming a little bit less of a Lil' Keys, but still not full-grown Keys. Is that his rap name? Lil' Keys? Or the other thing that I said after that, because that's probably more marketable. Full Keys? <laughs> <laughs> Whole ring of Keys. Um... So in his adolescence, the family would uh, attend another church in Colville called the Christian Israel Covenant Church. If your church needs more than two words in the name of it, it's it's hate speech. It's a bunch of bullshit. That taught them British Israelism as a doctrine. Uh, I don't know what that is. Do you want to check it out? Let's see what it is. British Israelism. Uh, The pseudo-archaeological belief that people of the British Isles are genetically, racially, and linguistically the direct descendants of the ten lost tribes of ancient Israel. With roots in the 16th century, British Israelism was inspired by several 19th century English writings such as John Wilson's 
We found all these guns, though, with the neighbor's <laughs> name on it. Gonna need you to write a note. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the kid you want going to your school. It's a good thing he was mm-hmm. homeschooled. Yeah. Oh, he should have shot up his school. <laughs> you get it? Because he would have... Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would have made that tent living oh, a little man. more comfortable. After torturing and killing a cat, which he allegedly gored with a bullet as he chuckled... I'm guessing like a like a rifle round, like something you could actually gore something with, and not like a like a twenty two or a nine mil. Uh, that would be weird. Not like this isn't weird already. I'm gonna stop saying things are weird because it's obviously weird. Um, has <laughs> uh, he chuckled in the presence of two family and friends, family friends and a sibling? Uh, he had epiphany. He had an epiphany. Not, he didn't have epiphany. I went to school with epiphany. Uh, in yeah, which he felt that he was different from his peers who ran away from him. No shit, kid. And that made him chuckle. Yeah, he thought that was funny. Okay. He said, you know what? Life is life is like a box of chocolates. You know? Mm-hmm. You never know that you're going to end up killing a cat with a bullet that you didn't shoot out of anything. Yeah, I'm still trying to picture how that was done. and it, It's... it's None of, none of the options in my brain are good. No, no. It none seems of them, like a lot of work. Too. None of them have the cat high-fiving him as this is happening. Indeed. He would subsequently keep his increasingly antisocial behavior to himself upon this realization, withdrawing socially due to being it's, ostracized. Isn't that usually what antisocial people do? So, well, I believe what this is saying, That's Christopher, normal. is that instead of changing to not terrify those loved ones around him, he decided to hide the terror and keep keep cultivating and and nurturing right while showing the rest of his family and loved ones that no that's not me anymore you know what that means yeah he knows that he's crazy oh yeah yeah if you have to hide the crazy you know you're crazy no he's perfectly fine with it if you show up to the dinner table every night with bullet cat <laughs> you're crazy and you don't know Fair enough. <clears throat> so, by his teenage years, he had become uh, a skilled and proficient carpenter. Uh, he built his first wooden cabin for his family at age 16, I'm guessing out of necessity. Yeah, probably. Yes. He would work for a general contractor whose daughter he dated from 95 to 97, Shrew Shrew. And she's alive? Okay. I don't know. Maybe she didn't have any cats. Uh. Soon thereafter, the family would relocate to Smyrna... S-M-Y-R-N-A uh-huh. Maine where they collected sap for maple syrup in a mostly Amish community due to their mother, mother's religious zealousy yeah the Keys children would be forced to secretly flee their parents to watch movies with friends uh, they were forbidden to learn musical instruments as we all know that's against God yeah of course yeah um, all about the devil Sometime during this period uh, is when he would renounce his former Christian faith. On one occasion, he would even go as far as to declare his atheism to his parents after a falling out. Right? This would lead his parents to evicting their eldest son from their Maupin, Oregon residence, shunning him for apparent blasphemy. So he was his, his, the oldest must have been a a female. Well, thankfully they weren't still living in that house of Satan. Yeah. The house that Satan built. Man. I like him. 
back then, before the no, I didn't. No, I no. didn't. Uh, he then developed an interest in Satanism. Well, with plans of committing a ritual murder. Time to build a much bigger and better house. That's when we fast forward to adulthood, because that's what happens after teenage years. Really? He builds th- another house. Good no. for him. No, no I'm just saying <clears throat> that. Um, following his eviction and shunning by his family, he would alleged, allegedly uh, commit a sexual assault on a teenage girl who had been tubing with her friends down the uh, Deschutes River mm-hmm. in Maupin, Oregon. Damn, he went from Maine to Oregon? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's all around this motherfucker. That's right. Although this wasn't his first sexual assault, he admitted that he stalked her from a tree line before very violently sexually assaulting her. Oh. That's in quotes. The girl who he estimated to be between 14 and 18 years of age by a knife point. Originally planning to murder her, he let her go into the river, uh, let her go in the river tube he had originally abducted her from. So, we now come to the ripe old year of 1998, which makes him 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, after the, the violent uh, what you call it, he would promptly relocate and enlist in the United States Army hmm. in the state of New Jersey, where he served as a specialist in the Alpha Company 1st Battalion 5th Int- Infantry. All the way back to the other side of the country. Yeah. He was stationed at Fort Lewis, Fort Hood, and spent much time abroad while stationed in Sinai, Egypt. Here, Keyes befriended several soldiers, informing one of them that he would like to kill him after he made him a little upset about something. I've said, I, I mean, I would, I'll kill you. Yeah, I'll kill you. Not, I would like to kill yeah, you. Yeah, not, I would receive pleasure from ending your life. Yeah, I believe it would tickle me pink. That is way more terrifying. I think. To immortalize you. No, it would tickle me silly to end your fucking life. Yeah, I dig none of that. While at Fort Lewis, he served on a mortar team in the 1st Battalion, 5th Infantry, 25th Infantry Division. There's too many things of of thing in there. Uh, Former Army friends of Keyes had noted his quiet demeanor and habit of keeping to himself. And they liked it that way. Fuck that guy. He's creeping everybody out. One time he told me he killed a cat with a bullet. Talking about Satan. He says that Satan's cool and I'm not with that. On the weekends, he was reported to drink heavily. <clears throat> uh, consuming entire bottles of his favorite drink. Wild turkey bourbon. Oh, gross. Entire bottles of wild turkey. That's bad. He was also a fan of the hip-hop duo Insane Clown Posse and displayed posters of the musical act in the barracks. Now it all makes sense. The great Malenko. Ha! Now it all makes sense. In February of 2001, he was down with the Carnival of Carnage. Mm, down with the clowns. Gross. He would be arrested for driving under the influence in Thurston County, which is funny because he was obviously not thirsty. Right. He wasn't Thurston. <laughs> and pursuant to a plea agreement, he was fined 350 bucks. Nice. Yeah. I had... Yeah, no. Uh, Keyes would then be awarded an Army Achievement Medal for his... Uh, 
meritorious. That's right, meritorious. Okay. So his meritful, I guess, his meritorious service as a gunner and assistant gunner from December 98 to July 01. How nice for him. He was then honorably discharged as he relocated to Nia Bay, Washington. So he's moving up, moving on up to the left top of America. All the way back to the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, and around there, he lived in the uh, Maka Reservation community of Nia Bay on the Olympic Peninsula. <clears throat> and in 2007, he finally started a construction business in Alaska called Keys Construction because nothing if not creative, this mm-hmm. man. Right, right. While working as a handyman, contractor, and construction worker. Damn. That's right. He, he said, you know what? When you when you know how to use your hands and you know that God gave you that special gift of using your hands Sorry, to, um, to make, to create, you can't just leave that by the wayside. You, no. have, you, you have to. Otherwise, Satan gets pissy. Satan gets pissy and he, cha- he, he, he challenges you to a duel. That's right. Yeah. And but, if, but if you win, I mean... I mean, fiddles at dawn, man. Your soul's butthole is... That devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. That's true. Yeah, he yeah. was, he was in the bind. He was way behind. And uh, he said something about his wife had made Salisbury steak the night before when he specifically had asked for pizza. <clears throat> and he comes home and he's like, Salisbury steak is dinner. Dinner's not Salisbury steak. And she's like, Look how you're hurting me. <clears throat> he's no. the devil. The devil would do some shit like that. Sure. <clears throat> because everybody loves pizza. When you want pizza, goddammit, you want pizza. That's right. And to be your wife, apparently. Moitas. Keys targeted random people all over the United States to avoid detection with months of planning before he committed a particular crime. So he just went all around the country being like, I can see myself killing that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He specifically went for campgrounds and other isolated locations. He claimed to only use guns when he had to, and he preferred strangulation because he derived pleasure from witnessing them lose consciousness in a struggle. He had a rule against killing children, which, I don't give a fuck if this dude is, but you a fucking a good guy. <clears throat> he had morals. Oh, yeah. Rule against killing children, or the parents of children, uh, primarily because of his daughter, whom he feared one day finding out about him and his crimes. Uh, hmm. Yeah. He claims that he committed his first murder in 98 before pausing the three years to go into the army uh, and then resuming his spree, which I guess one and then three years and then another doth not a spree constitute. No. No, yeah. No. Uh, <clears throat> you have to have at least three to start. Yeah. A spree, I believe. See, I always thought a spree was in like an hour. Like if you went on a killing spree, like oh, you yeah. killed like a bunch of people real quick. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Um, it makes more sense just based on how many uh, on the different cases that you hear specifically called spree killings and or <clears throat> yeah, it's, it all killings. seems to happen in a day or whatever. Yeah. Um, he admitted to investigators that he killed four people in Washington State, 
and claims that he was the subject of an active investigation by state police and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Those <clears throat> assholes. Whose website we checked out earlier today. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it... Who checked out our website earlier today Probably. Well. <laughs> uh, it was neat, though. They had uh, neat stuff in there. Um, a lot of the people that are, that are wanted by the FBI, even top, top pros, as it should be, uh, only killed one person. I know. Most of it yeah. sounded like crimes of passion more than, you know. Yes, crimes anything. for passion fruit. More than anything premeditated, <clears throat> like for. But I mean, it, pleasure it, purposes. I mean, it didn't tell us that these people. Uh, we didn't hear any backstory. We didn't no. hear any, uh, <clears throat> any, any stories. Just this was the crime against this person. And then they were like, I don't want to go to jail. And they ran. And that's why we're the FBI and we're after them. Right. It's not a fun, not, not as much fun of a website as, as you would think, but. It does have that kids page that wouldn't work on the tablet. And I'm intrigued to find out what kind of activities the what FBI the has names? on their kids page. What are the fun What names? if it's just going to be like, does your parent do stuff like this? Yeah. What's their names? Let's all get fingerprinted. Cool. Man, that was a thing that happened for real in Freddy school. Freddie, the fingerprint says. <sighs> yeah, it did. Our fingerprint's name was Friedrich. <laughs> That's just the no. No, it couldn't have been. So he didn't have a, uh, fe- a felony criminal record in Washington, uh, although he had been stopped on two occasions for minor driving-related offenses. <clears throat> This guy's just not trustworthy behind a, a wheel of a car. No, still misdemeanors, though. Yeah. Authorities were reviewing unsolved murder and missing person cases. Missing person cases? Missing person cases? Missing person cases. Persons? Persons? To determine which, if any, may be linked to Keys. He confessed to at least one murder in New York State. In late 2012, authorities had not determined the identity, age, or gender of the victim, or when and where the murder may have occurred, but regarded the confession as credible. <coughs> How? How? How do you, We don't know if it was a guy or a girl, or how old they were, or where or when this happened. Oh, but it happened. Reminds me of that scene from Half-Baked where he's like, Hey, you're the guy. Did you kill my dog? I believe him, yo. That's not important right now. I don't know why, but right I do. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, uh, Keys did have ties to New York. He owned 10 acres, which is four hectares. It's four guys named Hectares Hector can take up 10 acres. And a dilapidated cabin in the town of Constable. Those are pretty fat hectares. Okay. Fat, fat, right. fat hectares. How many tortillas does it make to make a fat Hector? Mmm. I don't know, but I bet it's delicious. A Hector, a Hector. He also confessed to committing bank robberies in New York and in Texas. Was any of that confirmed, or (coughs) they just believed him, yo? The FBI later confirmed that Keyes robbed the community bank branch in Tupper Lake, New York, in April 2009. Okay. He also told authorities that he burglarized a Texas home and set it on fire. Uh, you don't really have to talk about the burglary then. I know, I just... I don't know. I just said I was on fire. 
I mean, there was some stuff in it that I liked before I did that, but yeah, for the most part. It had some nice paintings. You know, I've seen the same ones at Target, but these I didn't have to get from Target. I didn't want to spend $35 on them, you know, it seemed a little steep. I didn't feel like perpetuating the machine that allows a corporation to spread so quickly and violently through our communities, so I burned this house down for some And Target is that. Authorities claim that Keyes may have murdered a woman believed to be Deborah Fieldman. Believed to be. If you, if you, if you clap your fingers, clap your fingers. If you clap your hands and say, "I believe, I believe that this can't be Deborah Fieldman." <laughs> this can be Deborah. <laughs> um, in New Jersey, it. buried her near Tupper Lake. He also admitted to murdering Bill and Lorraine Courier of Essex. Essex, Vermont. Vermont. Yes. Okay. Uh, he broke into their home on the night of June 8th, 2011, tied them up, and drove them to an abandoned farmhouse, where he then shot Bill before sexually assaulting and strangling Lorraine. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, right. Their bodies have never been found. Uh, two years prior, he hid a murder kit, in quotes, which he later used near the courier home. So, two years ago, he puts this murder kit in the ground and plans to kill these people for two years before digging it up and doing it. <clears throat> That's fucking crazy. After How many times do you go and check to make sure those people still never. live in the same place? Ne- well, I mean, I, he has to have checked on them every once in a while, right? For two I years. I would think so. Yeah. After the murders, he moved most of the contents to a new hiding place in Parrishville, New York where they remained until after his arrest. Uh, his last known victim was 18-year-old... I thought you were going to cough. Mm. <laughs> it was like a wind-up for a big... Yeah. Uh, his last known victim was 18-year-old Samantha Koenig. Co- K-O-E-N-I-G. Koenig? Koenig. Yes. Samantha Koenig. A coffee booth... coffee shop employee uh i missed where okay (laughs) the Uh, coffee shop employee in anchorage alaska he kidnapped her from her workplace on february 1st 2012 so it sounds like he was being lazy yeah didn't want to go somewhere else yeah exactly this time oh god let's just keep it local he took her debit card and other property went and got a burger yeah probably um Hot cup so, of soup. He, uh... Man. He, <clears throat> he got... He, he, uh... Wait, damn it. Where the hell was that? Okay, hold on. Give me a second. Because I, I... just... Suck at this game. I was better when I was younger. I had more flexibility in the, in the limbs and joints. And less more, of a gag reflex. Smoke more joints. No, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't need that being brought up here. <laughs> uh, he took her debit card, other properties, sexually assaulted her, and then killed her the following day. He left her body in a shed, and then he went to New Orleans, <clears throat> yeah. where he then departed on a pre-booked two-week cruise with his family in the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. When he returned to Alaska, he removed her body from the shed. He applied makeup to the corpse's face, 
sewed her eyes open with fishing line, and snapped a picture of a four-day-old issue of the Anchorage Daily News alongside her body. It gets better. After demanding $30,000 in ransom, he then dismembered her body and disposed of it in Matanuska Lake, north of Anchorage. So, brings her home to the house that he lives in with his, his, his family. Right. And uh, I can't remember if it was the basement or the garage. I think basement brings her, sexually assaults her, kills her. Goes on a two-week cruise. Two weeks? Goes back to Alaska, gets her body out, sews her eyelids open, puts makeup on her, takes a picture of her next to a newspaper so that he can now extort money from her parents. Couldn't possibly, she couldn't possibly have looked the same after two weeks. I, I hate to tell you, but it, her father thought that she was very much alive from that Holy picture. crap. Uh, he and, must have left the doors open or something. It was cold. Anchorage fucking Alaska. Right. It, it had to have preserved her body in some way. But the, what's crazy is that he brought, uh, for lack of a better less stupid term but he brought his work home and his family was none the wiser that's fucking crazy an FBI report stated that Keyes burglarized 20 to 30 homes across the US and robbed several banks between 2001 and 2012 he might be linked to as many as 11 deaths in the United States and potentially even more outside the country Um, Keyes planned murders long ahead of time took extraordinary action to avoid detection. Unlike most serial killers, he didn't have a victim profile, saying he chose victims at random. He usually killed from uh, far from home and never in the same area twice. Right. Uh, on his murder trips, that's right, murder trips, he kept his mobile phone off and paid for items with cash. He had no connection to any of his known victims. Uh, for the murder of the couriers, uh, he flew to Chicago where he rented a car and then drove a thousand miles to Vermont. What the fuck? He then used the kill kit he had hidden two years earlier to murder them. Right? Wow. Um, so he actually studied other serial killers. He read uh, Mindhunter, which uh, Mindhunter inside the FBI's elite serial crime unit. Right. At age 14. I've seen the show and I yeah. really like it and I'm upset yeah. that, they're, that they canceled it. Yeah, well. It was good. A bunch of whining, whiners. At age 14, he read this fucking book and continued to meticulously study serial killers of, from his youth. Keyes idolized Ted Bundy and he felt that he shared many similarities with him. Both were methodical and felt as though they possessed their victims uh, despite their difference in victim choice and modus operandi. Hmm. He even went as far as to imitate Bundy's court escape before being seized by guards immediately. Keyes also admired and studied other serial killers but actively shunned media attention for his crimes as he was fearful of his family and being labeled a copycat for his admiration of Bundy and the other murderers. He also called Dennis Rader a wimp for apologizing in court for his crimes showing remorse for his actions I don't think he fucking showed any remorse yes he robotically apologized for 
doing these horrible, horrible things for people. We'll get to and yes, he was a twat. We'll get to be to, to be TK sooner or later. But when you're caught because you use the church's computer to make your taunt letter to the fucking <laughs> police, and you don't scrub the fucking curtain. Shit dipper. So, the investigation and the arrest. After Koenig's murder, Keyes demanded ransom money, and police were able to track withdrawals from the account as he moved throughout the southwest, southwestern U.S., uh, during that time, the police controversially refused to release surveillance video of Koenig's abduction, all of which you can see now on YouTube, actually. Um, Keyes was arrested by Texas Highway Patrol Corporal Brian Henry and Texas Ranger. I was, <laughs> I was, was going to say Chuck Norris, but uh, Stephen Rayburn, played by Chuck Norris. There in the parking lot of the Cotton Patch Cafe in Lufkin, Texas, on the morning of March 13th, 2012. Walker's not the only Texas Ranger, but he is the best. Every Texas Ranger is played by... <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so, on the morning of March 13th, 2012, he is arrested outside the Cotton Patch Cafe. He had previously been located at a Lufkin, Texas motel by the Lufkin police. I like how many times they are making me say Lufkin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, by, by Lufkin Police Department patrolman Chris Nash. Nash, who had just finished his midnight shift as Chuck Norris. As Chuck Norris. Was on his way home when he drove through the motel parking lot looking for keys. Keys' vehicles. Vehicle. Keys' vehicle. Uh-huh. Not the keys to the vehicle. Right, 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 right. But the vehicle to the keys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that makes sense. That works. Officer Nash located the vehicle, and while confirming its identity, he observed keys exit a motel room in close proximity to it. The local police had previously been notified about a vehicle ma- matching his that had been driven by the suspect uh, using Koenig's debit card through New Mexico and Arizona. Uh, after his arrest, he was subsequently extradited to Alaska, where he confessed to the murder. He was represented by Alaska Federal Defender. That sounds badass. He's wearing tights and shit. <laughs> no, I'm sure he's not masked, though. Rich he's, Kurtner. He's one of those ones that just wears the headband of power. Oh, man. Doesn't feel the need to cover his face. I've got court today. Hand me my headband. I have no secret identity. I dig it, yeah. I'm outwardly badass. I'm afraid of no one. I'm rich motherfucking Courtner. That's right. I'm Alaska's federal defender. I feel it. I feel it. Keyes was indicted in the case, and his trial was scheduled to begin March of 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, while he was incarcerated, he did speak to investigators several times. He cooperated to an extent confessing to some of his crimes and stated a wish to be executed within a year. So he wanted to expedite his execution. Exponentially. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Keyes said he wanted to avoid Keyes said that he wanted to avoid publicity due to the negative attention his young daughter might face Uh but largely stopped cooperating after his identity was discussed in the media. Um... Wednesday. Still thinking of his kid. That's pretty... Yeah, uh, I mean, he's, I, if nothing else, he's a good dad. He's a good dad. He's a good father. 
but technically his last murder was a child so there you can't trust serial killers these days Chris you just can't trust them anymore but not his child that's true I mean technically everyone's somebody's child when you really think of it yeah that is true that's very profound Christopher still makes him a good father shut up but still allows him the shut ability up. to be a good shut father shut up just saying on Wednesday March May March May <laughs> March May Madness on uh, Wednesday, May 23rd, 2012, Keyes attempted to escape during a routine hearing. Uh, Keyes broke his leg irons and jumped over the railing, but then he was tased, mm. which had to have been hilarious. Oh, I hope <clears> so. <throat> uh, they got the video of that on YouTube? God, I hope so. I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I'm a look. <laughs> While being held in jail at the Anchorage Correctional Complex on suspicion of murder, Keyes managed to conceal a razor blade. He died by suicide on December 2nd, 2012 via cutting his wrist and attempted strangulation 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 of, his, of himself yes so really it was more of a strangulation well, that's right yeah, that's, that's. a suicide note found under his body consisted of an and I quote ode to murder uh-huh. uh, but it offered no clues about other possible victims in 2020 that is two years ago or a television show from the 80s uh-huh. The FBI released the drawings of 11 skulls and one pentagram, which had been drawn in blood and found underneath Keyes' jail cell bed after his suicide. One of the drawings included the phrase, We are one, written at the bottom. The FBI believes the number of skulls correlates with what are believed to be the total number of his victims. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, the end. Now... <laughs> Is an ode to murder the same as a manifesto? No. Or similar, perhaps? I think he... Since that part was in quotes, I'm under the belief system that he uh, he just titled it that. Oh. Uh, so it wasn't like a poem or anything? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess not. An ode to murder. On a summer's eve. How I love thee. How oh, I murder. love thee. Murder, murder. Murder, murder. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, he, he, I don't. It. So three for sure, possibly eleven. Mm-hmm. And yeah. most likely would never have stopped until he was physically incapable. Uh, I mean, it seems it seems like this dude just genuinely enjoyed the act. That's- he. Like, he didn't, he never said that he was competing with Bundy, or he said that he thought Bundy was great, or whatever. Um, but, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's a very, very weird thing. You know? Well, uh, I mean, he certainly put a lot of thought into it. He certainly went out of his way to keep himself with money and the ability to travel and and all of these things. He, he was, I mean, to turn off your phone and stop using your credit cards, I, I guess that creates just as much of a strange, you know, pattern and, and, as it, 
as it would if, if you, you know. Uh, there was uh, a site that I was reading on earlier that, you know, said, I, I guess this guy is, is as, um, you know, into the factoids of these kinds of people as we are. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they said, you know, when people ask him how someone could get away with killing, you know, 17 people, uh, he just always would chalk it up to, well, they didn't live in the age we live in now. You know, there was no mass, uh, mass media, there was no uh, Facebook, there's no cell phones. You know, a lot of the, the bigger or higher uh, body count killers operated well before DNA evidence. That is true. So, this guy, not only being able to, just the three he did, and really the only reason he was caught after this one is because, I mean, he was using her debit card. That I don't understand. Yeah. After everything that this dude has done and for all of the preparation and, and care that he took to not be found, him using the victim's debit card seems weird as fuck. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> it seems like he would have known that's an amateur move and and not to make such a simple mistake. Yeah. I mean, but... I mean, people make mistakes, I guess. I guess. Like this guy's whole life. Momentary lapse of judgment there. Right. You know, that's all it takes. So I, I want to uh, just a little go into a little bit more detail about the the one that we know a lot about which is uh samantha koenig um so when he gets there to the coffee stand right uh he shows her his gun and uh he goes inside said you know says to her turn off the lights uh he climbs over the thing her back's turned she's on her knees he ties her hands together with zip ties and makes her get into his white ford focus uh where she tried and, of course, failed to escape, uh, who had a gun to her head and said that he would kill her if she tried it again. Um, he drives around town with her, found in the vehicle. Uh, he explains to her that it was simply a kidnapping for ransom, and if she cooperated, that she would be returned unharmed. Uh, this proves that you should never believe anyone that tells you that. Right. And you should rather die from a struggled gunshot wound to the head than go anywhere this person is trying to bring you because that shit's fucking terrifying hell yeah um he kept her alive for several hours uh even drove her back to the coffee stand to retrieve her phone jesus which he then used to send fake text messages to her boyfriend who was due to pick her up after her shift the text read hey i'm spending a couple of days with friends let my dad know that didn't seem yeah. odd to him. Then Keyes... No, it did, is the thing. Keyes took uh, Samantha to his house on his property where he tied her up in a shed. He turned his radio up so nobody could hear her scream. Uh, after dema- demanding her address, he made his way to retrieve her ATM card from her boyfriend's truck. Which is crazy. In a gut-wrenching twist, while stealing the debit card, Keyes was confronted by Samantha's boyfriend, who was already on edge after discovering that she was not at work when he had arrived to pick her up, as well as having received the strange text message from her phone earlier, 
which had in fact been sent by Keys. While she's still alive. Um, Thinking he was just a random burglar uh, attempting to break into his car, he ran inside to get help and Keys fled. Wow. Returning to his property, Keys poured himself a glass of wine and then returned to his shed where he raped a uh, sobbing Samantha. He then strangled her to death. Um, Then he went to his New Orleans cruise for two weeks. For two weeks. Two motherfucking weeks. Um, On his return to to Anchorage, Keys began preparing the ransom note, but first he decided to remove Samantha's body from the cupboard. He applied makeup uh, to her face um, before unsettlingly sewing her eyes open with fishing line to give her the appearance of being alive. He then took a Polaroid of her holding up, in quotes, holding up that day's newspaper. Uh, He typed a note demanding $30,000, and he left that, as well as the photograph of Samantha staged to look alive in a park under a memorial flyer of a dog named Albert before using Samantha's phone to text her boyfriend. A few days later, uh, oh, uh, in the police evidence uh, photos, they have uh, the, the text message he sent, uh, Connor Park sign under pick of Albert ain't she pretty that's the text he sent it's from her phone wow yeah a few days later Keys drove to uh, Matanuska Lake dismembered her body cut a hole in the ice and dumped her remains in the lake holy fuck at the same time her father James Koenig believed his daughter was still alive after seeing the sickening photograph he was depositing the ransom money into Keyes' account with the 30000 having been generously donated by members of the community. As he had instructed her family to deposit the money into her debit account, authorities were able to determine that the perpetrator was driving a white Ford Focus. Keyes was then being pulled over for a, tra- was then being pulled over for a traffic stop where authorities found dye-stained bills from a bank robbery, a ski mask, a gun, and Samantha's phone and debit card. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He did not think this one through at all. No, it even says here, if he hadn't become complacent and killed Samantha Koenig in his hometown, authorities agree it's very likely he may never have been caught at all. Right. Yeah. Um, you got lazy upon lazy upon lazy. Yeah, it, it's it's just it's fucked, man. Um, I mean, clearly it's a lot of work to continue killing people all across the country, and rather expensive. And well, he he says uh, here to the police that are interrogating him um, that uh, you know it, he would tell them anything that they wanted to know, just as long as they made uh, the promise to keep everything out of the press. Right. He says, "I'll tell you everything you want to know." I'll give it blow by blow if you want. I have lots more stories to tell. But all of your hobbies are going to cost you some money. I mean, if you enjoy doing it, it's going to cost you money. He, he had that uh, construction company or whatever. Right, and right. I, you know, he stole those paintings from Target. He did have and, those. Uh, making 30, 40 bucks right there. This is uh, Anchorage Homicide Detective Monique Dahl says of Keys, 
He didn't kidnap and kill people because he was crazy. He didn't kidnap and kill people because his deity told him to or because he had a bad childhood. He did this because he got an immense amount of enjoyment out of it. Much like an addict gets immense amount of enjoyment out of drugs. In a way, he was an addict and he was addicted to feeling the, to the feeling that he got when he was doing it. When asked by investigators why he committed his crimes, he simply replied, why not? Because why the hell not? What else am I doing? It's, man. This is, uh, snippets from his ode to, ode to murder. Uh, your face crammed in dark curls like a portrait. The sun shone through highlights of red. What color, I wonder. And how straight it turned plastered black with the sweat of your blood. So it is a poem. Yeah. Of sorts. Idiot. Him, not you. And you, though. But him. Mostly. I, I mean, I, I know poetry doesn't have to rhyme, but I like it a lot better when it does. I like melodic poetry. Okay. How's this for fucking poetry? On December 10th, 2012, Keyes' mother, Heidi, and four of his sisters attended a small funeral service for Keyes in Deer Park, Washington. The pastor... Jake Gardner opened the service by saying he is not in a better place he is in a place of eternal torment <laughs> indeed indeed the, the preacher that is there to, to send you off to the great beyond says nah he's in hell y'all spared your mama no fucking blows I would have looked her dead in the eyes as I said that shit too you gave birth to a demon. You raised a monster, lady. Mm hmm I hope you're happy. Hope you're happy. Bitch. Proud of yourself. Bitchy crabs. That's fucking crazy, though. Pinch, pinch, pinch. Can't um, say I've ever heard of uh, of uh, a priest doing that. I I mean I don't I don't attend a whole lot of serial killer. Uh, no, no, no. But I mean, rules, but yeah. I can't, but being like, hey, you know what, guys? I know we're here for for a reason, but fuck this guy. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say that because I didn't know him. And I don't know you people. Fuck this guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if any of what I read is true, fuck this guy. Yeah, he's, he he's kind of a cunt as far as I, I can see. And I can see pretty far. I'm one of those cool priests. That's right. I say cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, God. I cut the sleeves off of my robe to look badass. That motorcycle outside? Mm -hmm. That's mine? Yeah. That's my motorcycle. It's not, a, still wear a I mean, it's not a Harley either, but, you know, those are expensive, and I'm a priest. Yeah. Uh, you want to see the, the picture of her uh, as uh, as two-week dead chick holding up a paper? Not really, but yes. You know what? That's really well preserved for two weeks. Yeah. I, I mean, he, like I said, he put makeup on her and set her eyes open and, like, did the makeup to, to simulate bruises from beatings that would have taken place and things. I could see where you would think she might still be alive. Yeah, her mouth though. It's, it's been dead for two weeks in that picture. That's insane. That is insane. You, now, you couldn't get away with that with cameras nowadays. No, and then, you know... Way the, too many megapixels, you would you would see And then the, a lot the breaking news in Anchorage that day was Greeks face new austerity I don't know what that means. 
there are easier ways to demand $30,000 from someone. Like, I could just be like, Chris, give me $30,000. Yeah, but... No, do it now. But, yeah, but... You're not going to do it, are you? I mean, there's no incentive. Do I have to kill you and go on a cruise? There's no incentive, you know, there's... there's... You get to go on a cruise. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pay for it. You're going to buy me a ticket with my own money? (laughs) Nah. No. No, you're going to have to pay for it, actually. (laughs) For my part, too. Do it. Do it. I'm on the I'm on the cruise website already. This is embarrassing if I don't do it now. I have your daughter and stuff. Mm, that's not cool, man. No, that's what you would say to me because I don't have a daughter. Oh, yeah. So again, there's no incentive. You're not I, me. I have one or two of those things. Yeah, you do. I'm I'm fond of them greatly. Even though they poop a lot. Eh, it's a lot of poop. And smell like poop a lot. No, they smell like fresh new babies all the time. So, what do you think of Israel Keys? I never got a middle name, so I'm going to call him Israel Palestine Keys. Mm-mm. <laughs> yes, I did it. No. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's too soon, but it's certainly in poor taste. It's bad taste in my mouth, for sure. It is sour pudding, dude. <laughs> um... I mean, you know, I, I, I find him to be an interesting character, uh, just going by, you know, the, the other types of characters that we've talked about so far during right. the tenure of the show, and I, he's, he's an interesting one. He's not... I, I'm super curious to, and this is the same thing as, like, when someone who is thought as uh, who is thought of as a musical genius or something like that dies, you can't help but think to yourself, "Well, what if they started to suck the next year?" Like he, he if not caught or whatever, not if he didn't kill himself, maybe he shows that he's a big doofus, <clears throat> and we don't think that these this magical murder machine man, right? Which. I mean, is not something that one should aspire to being, but if there's one that exists, we're going to talk about him. Sure. And, uh... Oh, man. I, I mean, that that could be. That could be the case. Um, it's just... It's hard to say this guy was crazy as fuck. Like, like it's easy to say about so many of the other people we talk about. Right, you know? right. Yeah, and most of the other people we talk about did actually have, uh, you know... Uh, the brain uh, uh, fart thingies. Right, right. And but he, switched. you heard the Anchorage cop lady. She was like, "No, he was just kind of really super into it." Yeah, I mean, and not even that he would get off on doing it. Like it wasn't like the weird sexual perversion, like fucking Albert Fish, where all he could only get weird old man hard if Chitillo. he if they had hurdy stuff happening. Right. This dude just, I mean, I see, I almost think that the, the rapes that he admitted to committing were just byproducts of a violent act. Right. And he was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I might as well have sex at the same time, which is fucking terrifying. Sure. But I don't even, like, I don't think that was part of his selection process at all. I don't either. I don't either. It sounded more like it was kind of like a, um, 
Yeah, like you said, well, if I'm already here doing this part, then I might as well ramp it up one extra level and right. fucking enjoy... Like, if I'm at the gas station for to, you know, get, fill my tank up with gas, I might as well get a whole big bottle of wild turkey while I'm here. Right. Go driving Slim a Jim bit. and a Coke, you know. Go driving a bit, you know. I think, uh... Yeah, that's... <laughs> so, yeah, it, 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 he's both terrifying and also the unknown just leaves so many spots and openings for not I mean the map of his travels alone is yeah. fucking terrifying yeah you guys should do some some extracurriculars on this and, and check out just the traveling that he did uh, in between uh, what was it 2001 and 12 when he was caught yeah and it is all fucking over the place even uh, England and Ireland yeah he goes to but it's it's crazy where he went and it's even crazier the places that they found his kits. And so how many murder kits did they find? Do we know? Um, I had that pulled up in the thing that I had. Let me see if I could find that right quick. Because that's fucking crazy. Because when he died, he was only 34. Yeah. That's a lot of shit to be doing. Yeah, it is. In your fucking 20s and, and 30s. I mean, 2001 to 2012 was 12 years, so he must have started when he was... 24? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like he said, he, he says that he killed one just before he he joined the army. And then when he got out is when he started again. So, and that was in 98 he joined right. the army? I think so, yeah. Um, so, let's see. That's fucking crazy. All right. So, his kill kits. One, two, three, four... Six, it says here on this map, uh, and that is yeah, it's two in New York State, uh, one in Texas, um, one in Alaska, one in what's the perfectly square state that's above or next to Montana or below Montana, next to Idaho? This one, this one there. I believe that to be Utah. Utah, Colorado there. Colorado or Utah there. Uh, Utah. And then one in Washington. Um, yeah, it's uh, he did some it's shit, man. Like, it, and if he didn't do some shit, um, he most certainly, most certainly, did intend to do some shit. Had plenty of intentions, indeed. <clears throat> I mean, the methodology behind fucking behind hiding all these kill kits and. Two years waiting to go get this one couple. Like, what What the fuck was the decision-making process there? You know? Like, <laughs> I'm so curious as to the thought process and, and decision-making of it all that, that you're like, yeah, fuck this couple. I don't know them or anything, but fuck this couple so much so that I'm going to hide the tools I'm going to kill them with two years in advance go on to do some other shit because, you know, my calendar's full and stuff and then later come back when you're, you know, damn good and ready. You know, like, what... I... It, that's crazy, he, but it's... He just, he killed people that he didn't know or care about or would have any kind of connection to, to connect him to. And regard, but regardless of this ridiculously, you know, convoluted 
upbringing in in all the fucking you know the the hate groups and all that mm-hmm. kind of shit basically he put all that aside so none of this had anything to do with that right it's just that that's kind of sort of how and when he learned to be that, a little callous that's the couple that he killed for sure wow. the couriers yeah yeah um I mean that's so strange that's not that's not usually how you hear it you know you, you usually hear the, the the growing up and the grooming of a terrible person is kind of what starts them on the road to being an even more terrible person which in this case I guess that's true but not in the same way it, you know it's a like, it's a, a mystery and a conundrum, and it's really one that I'm not super duper that worried about finding out the answers to. Those are the the skulls right. and the pentagram that he drew in blood huh. that were in his uh, his his whatever his uh, cell or whatever. Um, it's you know what? Fuck this guy. That's right. I'm going to take a hard stance against Chris's better judgment, and I'm going to say, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. He, does, he doesn't deserve to not say, fuck this guy. He's a piece of work, isn't he? He's a piece of work, for sure. I, I mean, I, it doesn't sound like, I mean, with his, his, his uh, what's the word I'm searching for? It's hard to say love or respect for his family. I thought you were going to say chutzpah. Kind of, yeah. Despite that, and despite owning his own company, and obviously having people that work for you that you never harm, and Mm -hmm. like all this other shit, like it's hard to say he was a terrible person. He he never like he didn't abuse his wife or children. Uh, He obviously cared greatly for them. Uh, considering the fact that his biggest fear was uh, his daughter finding out about the fucked up shit he did. Um, but man... Which she most so, certainly has. So calculating. And even in the what seem like uh, in the moment things he does, like like answering her fucking cell phone messages to tell her boyfriend that she is going to go out and you know, stay with some friends for a few days to tell her dad. Like, he could have just not done anything. Right. But then there wouldn't have been that few hours of confusion in which he had her and no one was looking yet. Um, and that's, it's super, it's, I don't know if it's smart or if it's just to do thought on his feet or what, because he couldn't have planned any of that. I don't know, man. No, but there there was a few hours of confusion before they start checking the tapes and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, the whole thing, that whole last one just seemed so risky and yeah. so unlike... It, it, it seems like he stopped for a coffee and then was like, okay. Almost like maybe, you know, he, he, he kind of wanted to retire because he was tired of spending all that money and hiding the, the credit card it bill. It seems from like the, that shit would get from his wife. exhausting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like, oh, let me just do one more for old time's sake and, uh, you know, right here in my own backyard. You don't, you don't shit where you eat, man. You really don't. You don't do that for certain. 
for me. Shit and certain. All the murders we talk about sound like so much fucking work. Uh, I do, I do uh, suggest that anyone that is interested further uh, check out his his uh, his interrogation videos. He is as nonplussed by the situation as you could ever imagine a person to be. He's he's very matter of fact, uh, but he isn't. A robot in his matter-of-factness he, he he doesn't mind letting people know that he enjoyed what he did uh, he's not a, a laughing lunatic about it but he isn't like remorseless is is an understatement in that there he, he can only be remorseless if there could possibly be remorse to have. Right. And he so. just didn't do anything wrong. Well, he's not even trying to convince them of that. That's why he's not crazy. He's right. not even saying, no, 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 no. I was told to do this by a dog or some shit. No. He's saying, no, I just really liked it. Yeah, it no. was I, you know. Me and Satan are cool, but that's yeah. not that is yeah, not I didn't do it for anyone. Yeah. No. It was this or, like, I don't know, Dance Dance Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> And I choose this. Yeah. Gotta be good at something. Gotta be good at something. But only one thing. You know, it's hard to have multiple hobbies. It, that that gets expensive. It takes so much time. Apparently and he with liked kids. to travel. He he was an avid gun buyer because just judging by what the fuck was in that, right. that one kill kit. See, I, I'm guessing that uh, that uh, he, I guess, would tell his family that he would travel for work. Uh, you know, being uh, the, the construction guy or whatever. Because how else are you just leaving for... Contractors convention, honey. Going all of... No, there's no such thing. Nah, I'm sure there isn't. There is no such thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you going to kill people again? <laughs> Israel, are you? You can tell me. I'm your wife. Mm. Or am I? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am your wife. No, but... Yeah, the, I'm so curious. I'm so curious how these conversations went and how, how, and maybe the the whole nonchalant of the whole thing is is how he, you know, convinced people that he was just going to do whatever or, you know. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. It, it it's hey guys, don't look suspicious. Yeah. There's a cop here, and so you and your friends are like extra super suspicious well yeah this guy didn't have that bone in his body mm-hmm. he didn't look suspicious because whatever yeah what are they gonna do catch me whatever hey here's this stolen chick's credit card this, no way I would like to buy some pornography some pornography <laughs> and guns for my next kill kit uh, and you have just listened to another Israel-Palestinian relations destroying episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. Mm-hmm. Along with the UFOs, conspiracies, and remorseless murders. Morsels of remorseless ishness. <laughs> remorseless remorseless ishness. <laughs> that is hard to say. Countdown. Three. Dos. 
and an all-encompassing smile as I did it. One. Bye, kids. Sweet dreams. So kiss me and smile for me And tell me that you'll wait for me And hold me like you'll never let me go Cause I'm leaving on a jet plane Don't know when I'll be back again Oh babe, I hate to go Cause I'm leaving on a jet plane Don't know when I'll be back again Oh babe I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go